Welcome to Cup and Depresso, the podcast where we talk about self and the people around us. Today, I've got Sharifa. Tell us more about yourself. Uh, I'm currently working in MSF, which stands for Ministry of Social and Family Development. And previously, I was studying in uh, the Masi Polytechnic, so I graduated in May this year. May this year, which yeah. is six months ago. Yeah, six months. Right. Mm. Correct. What were you studying so, in the Masi Poly? I took a diploma in Digital Forensics. Okay. So, which is totally different from what I'm doing now, right? Yeah. So, technically, what happened was before I joined Poly, mm-hmm. I was I wanted to become a police officer. Police officer. Yeah. Okay. I don't were... know. It's been a long time dream. Okay. And I don't know how it came about, but like in secondary school, you know, you choose your CCA, right? Yeah. And then like the only thing that attracted me was the uniform. Mm-hmm. So like from uh, secondary school, I went to uh, MPCC, mm-hmm. and then since then it just carried on. You so like, finish. yeah. Okay. Which is not the case now, lah. Okay. So, uh, yeah, that's why I took digital forensics. So in in poly, digital forensic is like the CSI. Yeah. So it's kind, like. Right? You do computer investigation. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that was like the best diploma that I could find to kind of pursue the like match what you want. Yeah, in SPF. So that's why I got into that. But then like after graduating I didn't really feel like I want to continue IT. Okay. Yeah. So then I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And then I just um so then I applied for uni, right? So after I graduated I applied for uni and I went into social science. Mm. So it was more of like psychology that kind of thing mm. but yeah so I was waiting for the results and it was like that one two months where I wasn't doing anything like I wasn't working on anything when did you first find out about social work like was it during poly or uh, I think like after poly mm. only when I had to figure out what I wanted to pursue in university mm. then I was like it wasn't really choosing but it was more of eliminating the choices okay. so like for example engineering like comfort cannot right so I mm. eliminate then and then slowly I was left. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then I was left with social sciences. Okay. So then I just picked a few courses from there, mm. and then I applied for uni. But um, like after a few months, mm. I think I could roughly like I really have a gut feeling that I wouldn't get in because mm. my GP wasn't high enough, and I didn't have any like uh, leadership roles, roles okay, in yeah. poly oh. So uh, it was like just a gut feeling. Then within mm. that. Two months of not doing anything, I met like my two friends, mm-hmm. uh, Alison and Kai. So we were just going out together yeah. and then we sat down at Liho. We were talking about like how we are struggling to find out what we want to do. Okay. And like how, like what if you don't get into uh, uni, then what are we going to do after that? Mm. So it was like a very, like, you just don't know what to do. Mm. Like, you, you, you don't even have something that you know you like or you like confirm can go for. Mm. So it was like a, hard time for me and Kai because mm. um, Alison already Alison had a higher possibility to get the unit so it's like because of GPA yeah, yeah I think so okay. yeah I think so yeah and then uh, so while we were talking and then Alison went like oh did you all look into social work mm. then like in that moment right Kai and me just turned to each other and they're like oh my god <laughs> and then Eureka <laughs> yeah and then like for some reason we didn't even like it didn't even come to my mind yeah. about social work and I don't know why I missed it out from like the social um, science part but, oh, okay, okay. of social work so it was very like I've never really thought about it before mm. but I think that it would match me well mm. so then after that we started looking into it when your friend first mentioned social work right mm. but you, you already know what social work meant lah. yeah I what knew encompasses, I see. about like casework and stuff mm. being there to help people and like 
journey with them until mm. they resolve whatever issues they are facing. Mm. But I've, it's not like very deep knowledge into the whole industry. Because yeah. for me, I first heard of social work, right? Mm. Was when I talked to my senior, okay. whose name is also Kai. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it's K-A-I. Ah. Right? So he, he's a social worker as well. He studied, he took a degree in social work, I believe. Mm. Uh, so it was because I was talking to him about psychology. Because I was from film, right? And then I wanted to go into psychology. But then I didn't really have an understanding of what it was in terms of degree, la, mm. the degree programs and all that. Mm. So he, he broke it down for me, he explained to me that psychology, uh, counselling and social work are three different things. right? They, they kind of like work hand in hand, but mm. they are different. Okay. Uh, this is what I think, la. I might be wrong, la, but this is my understanding. So psychology is more of like the mental health and stuff. Mm. So it can encompass the medical side as well, psychiatrists and all. Then counseling is more of the the listening, right? Mm. So you you learn to listen and then you know what kind of help you can provide, right. what kind of organizations and all that from mm. what you learn. Whereas for social work is really on the ground work. Mm. And yeah. especially you go by case by case, right? Yeah, case so work. before that I didn't know social work was there. I used to think social work was like volunteerism and charity work that kind of mm. thing but I didn't know that it was just as important and heavy as counselling and psychology that kind of thing so yeah. you, you, you already kind of knew it's just a very brief knowledge of like helping people in general mm. so I didn't know like it was more than just helping people mm. so there's a lot of work that goes into social work and it's a very um, I would think it's a very difficult job mm. just like any other job actually but yeah. uh, just in general, it's a lot of emotional mm. kind of like you need to be strong mm. while you're working that kind of thing. So yeah, so I I don't I don't know. I felt like that was the only option I had at the time. Mm. So I started looking into social work, mm -hmm. and that was when I was like, oh shit, I didn't I didn't apply for social work in uni. Okay. <laughs> so like, uh, I mean like I know I wouldn't have gotten to uni then, mm -hmm. but like I thought it was a good thing that even if I did get accepted, I would have known that I wouldn't take it out because like mm, I would correct. have something else that I'm more sure that I would want to do yeah. yeah so and like to become a social worker you must have a degree in social work I yeah. see I see although okay. like there's different entry points mm. but if you want like the title and like the mm, pay qualification then, right? yeah, yeah then yeah. you need the qualifications yeah so after that uh, uni is out so I had to figure out like what to do for the next year until the next registration right yeah so application date, I mean, mm -hmm. yeah. So I was started. I started looking for jobs. Okay. So it was basically just going out looking for social service jobs, social okay. work, social work kind of things. And uh, then I came across this uh, opening, mm -hmm. which is called youth uh, youth management officer. I think. Okay. So it's basically you create programs for these youths, and then you. Um, Kind of befriend them and provide them the emotional support, mm -hmm. or like some kind of support lah mm -hmm. to to help them. Uh, I don't know, maybe have another pillar of support to like maybe In your open life, up. Right? Yeah, because we don't know what's going on. Yeah. yeah. So I applied for that, but then like when I went to the interview, okay, sorry. So before <laughs> before this whole looking for jobs thing, yeah. I um I chanced upon this video on YouTube mm -hmm. from CNA Insider, and it was the the title of the video was uh, homeless, but I'm not a bum. Okay. So like, I had no knowledge about homelessness in Singapore before, mm -hmm. and like I didn't even know that it was a thing mm -hmm. until I saw that video, and then I'm like, oh, wow! Like there's someone that's sleeping in the open like that. So I started googling like things about homelessness, and like 
only in the recent years then it was something that come of topic I think since 2017 so after that like right after that I went for the interview mm-hmm. which I thought was for the youth management officer mm-hmm. but then like actually that slot that uh, opening was really taken up okay. so then the the agency like gave me two other options mm-hmm. which was this job in what I'm doing now which is uh, rough sleeping mm-hmm. so rough sleeping is basically people who um, sleep in the open so it's they have a lot of profiles so even though they have homes they might not be able to go home mm. because of maybe conflict or um, abuse or there's mm. many many reasons yeah. and that's why they end up rough sleeping yeah so like because of the video that I saw before mm. and then like this thing came up yeah. so then I had to choose between this uh, job of like working with rough sleepers or another job working with kids mm. so like because I it was something that interested me at the point of time so I chose the one on rough sleeping then um Surprisingly, I got a job. Mm-hmm. I mean, like it wasn't a very difficult interview, mm-hmm. so I got a job, and it's a one-year contract. And then uh, that's how I got into this whole rough sleeping thing. Mm-hmm. And I realized that in social work, there's just there's more than um, like the adult, mm-hmm. the adults side, mm-hmm. and then the kids, youths, and the elderly, and mm-hmm. then there's this other group which is uh, rough sleepers. It's completely separate. Yeah, it's completely separate because rough sleepers uh, ranges from different whatever ages. age range. Yeah, right, yeah. correct. Yeah, that's how I got into got interested into it lah, and then I am quite sure that it's what I want to continue from now. Pursuing from yeah. now, I see. Mm-hmm. It's quite a noble thing, because okay, apart from rough rough sleepers, you also want to pursue social work in terms of uh, elderly, right? Mm-hmm. Because for me personally, like I think I connect better with youths, people around my age and people that are younger than me, mm-hmm. right? To like teach them the things that I've learned from my own mistakes to help them through. But I don't think I really connect well with people who are much older than me, lah. So I think it's quite noble. I think I actually don't have a definite reason why I feel like I want to work mm. for the elderly instead. Because like even my colleagues, they tell me why like elderly and adults are like the more difficult group to, of people to, to, to work with. with. Right? Yeah. yeah, but I think it's like maybe because I didn't spend a lot of time with my own grandparents. Mm. So then like whenever I see elderly people, they feel a lot more like. There's a connection. Like yeah, and then I just feel like, oh, I I just want to talk to them. Yeah, it's yeah. De- it's definitely a nature thing, like mm. like your own personal nature that you want to help people, right? Yeah, it's always part of you. Mm. So like, I I can kind of tell like example if you like, you get angry at someone, right? Mm. And then you lose your temper, right? But like there will always be that part of you, like, oh no, what if I make that person feel bad? Yeah. you always have that care, yeah. right? Yeah. That em- like it's empathy like, basically. Mm. So like, but the fact that your empathy is directed, is uh, majorly directed towards elderly. That that's quite a rare thing, like to see, because mm-hmm. there are quite a lot of youths that don't really get along with their own grandparents, right? right. Or even their own parents. Yeah. So, yeah, that that's pretty cool to to find out about that. Mm. So social work, what? So you entered MSF, right? Yeah. Right. Like what prompted you to jump straight from, from poly graduate, uh-huh. like straight into the ministry. I think it's a you know? like, luck kind of thing. Okay. Like it was by chance I saw this opportunity mm. to get the job in MSF, mm. and I'm like, it's a good starting point mm. because it's um, relating to social service, mm. and it's a group that I was starting to get in- interested into, mm-hmm. and it's a one year contract lah. So just nice once I finish um, my, I have like some experience here for a year, mm. and then hopefully if I get into uni, then I will start like. A month after I end my mm, contract, mm, correct, yeah. yeah. So at that point, it was just 
by heart and then I just like and really okay, the stars yeah. align and you, yeah. you got your path ahead of yeah, you yeah it happened so fast and then like literally it's like after one month like two months of struggling to find out what to do then in the third month I'm really like I'm all settled <laughs> like yeah it was so okay. unexpected so okay, okay. I'm quite happy now That's good. yeah Mm. Mm. Rough sleepers, right? Mm. Because again, when you mentioned it, then it's the first time I'm hearing about it. Because even in America, mm. when they talk about people who are homeless, right? They don't. I don't think they use the word rough sleepers, right? Mm. I've never seen that term yeah. before. So until this, it's the first time I heard rough sleepers being the term, right? So you've gone to see these people. Um, so there are befriending groups mm. that go on night walks, uh, either weekly or fortnightly, mm. to go and visit these uncles to to just talk to them mm. or like give them that that few minutes to have a conversation mm. because these people these people are usually like isolated and they're alone, mm. so like they don't have any humanly contact, mm. and I think it's very important to have conversations. Mm. Like, if not, you really feel very lonely. And yeah. also, it makes sense because like each of them have a different like uh, different situation in life, right? Mm-hmm. So, their common thing is that they don't have a home that they can safely sleep in and live in, right? Mm. But, like, honestly, like I've seen comments on Facebook, right, mm-hmm. where they're like, "Why are there homeless people? Just buy a home, lah." Uh, like, it's not that easy, right? right. <laughs> right? Yeah. After, okay, I'm only like four months into this job, yeah. but. It's really a lot more than that. Yeah. It's not easy at all. And like, I feel like anyone can get into that situation. Mm. As, like if some, you, you never know what will happen to you. Mm. And like one day you can be in that position mm. and then you feel like, oh shit, like what am I going to do now? Mm. Yeah, so. Um, it makes sense like that social work is the step to helping people, right? Mm. Because again, they all have different situations mm. which need different kind of help. Because I read up again on Facebook, I saw a post where this elderly man was receiving a lot of donations mm. of food like instant food and all right but then like i think at some point they came to visit his house mm. and then they saw this entire house packed with like bottles of soy sauce right. chili sauce everything right all yeah. the food and stuff but the thing is they didn't realize that this man was mm. incapable of cooking for himself mm. so that people who think that they were helping helping right yeah. by by doing acts of charity right mm. like mm. sure it's a good thing but you need to know where where your work goes, you know? Right, yes. Because you need to know whether it's directly impacting and helping people. Mm. And only through social work, when you actually go on the ground, meet these people, find out the problems, right? Yeah. That's where you find out. And that definitely requires a lot of manpower, right? Mm-hmm. That's why they need volunteers, right? Yeah, correct. Yeah. Volunteers to walk and meet these uncles or aunties. Are <laughs> <laughs> you pointing at me? <laughs> okay, I'm yeah. An <laughs> yeah, and then... Um, yeah, and basically yeah. like uh, advise them on the social help services that mm. they can get. Mm. So like some of these people might not even know of the services that are available or like maybe they've went through multiple times and they failed so mm. they like think that oh it's a dead end like even no if I go there, yeah. then they won't help me the kind of thing. See, yeah. yeah, so like about the, this rough sleeping thing, uh, just yesterday there was a new um, report, uh, report right? yeah, on, on news, homelessness. Yeah. So like basically, um, uh, Dr. Ng Kok Ho, mm-hmm. which is uh, who is from NUS, okay. he's a professor. If I'm, I'm not wrong. Yeah, I mean, yeah. sounds like a professor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. And then um, so he made, he did a, 
research mm. on the number of homeless people all around Singapore. Okay. So, uh, and the research showed that there's at least a thousand people who are sleeping in public, which is quite shocking to me because it's a really huge number. Yeah. And it's like in your daily life, you wouldn't be able to spot these people. Mm, definitely. Yeah. yeah. So, I think more can be done mm. on, on. Okay, I cannot really say the government, but yeah. it's I more think, the individuals, right? There's plenty mm. of citizens in Singapore, mm. and as much as we have our own challenges in life and all, right? We are all we always have the capability to help mm. in any form or, or any way, lah, right? Mm. And. The importance is to put in the effort and the time to to know how best can you help. Like you said, for the rough sleepers, they only they only you only meet them when you go out late at night, right? Yeah, correct. Past that's why that's past. why most people don't see them and they don't mm. think that it's a problem, right? Yeah, correct. This report that you mentioned about, you can find it online. Yeah, you can find it online. It's a public report. Okay. And I guess you can put the link somewhere. Yeah, so, I'll put a link below. Yeah. What uh, What's the professor's name again? Doctor Dr. Ng Kok Ko. Um, yeah. Doctor Ng Kok Ko. Okay. Mm. I see. What challenges, mm. right? So you went in, so you got the courage thing settled down already. For me personally, right. mm. if I wanted, like, I wanted to go in psychology, right? But then, like, I needed a transition phase, so I'm still doing film like this right now. I'm doing film, something related to film, mm. while kind of like learning psychology. Mm. And then once I feel confident enough, then I'm applying it. for the degree. Mm. But you had like the courage to like just go all in. <laughs> I guess because I was very sure that I didn't do. Like, like because at that moment, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, that right moment. But like that definitely had a lot of challenges. I would think, mm. like fitting in. Right. Like, you because I, was there any link between think like in terms of the work style, like using a computer, that kind of thing, the programs, whatever, or was it completely new? Mm, I don't know if it it's because I was in a tech course, so mm. maybe that's why I'm a lot more tech savvy. Uh-huh. So like right now I'm doing data, uh-huh. data related. So it's not very difficult to like transit into the work that I'm Adapt doing. Adapt into it. Like, yeah, yeah, so it was easy. It was just more of the office life that was difficult to fit okay. in in the beginning. So yeah. like it was, like I have this mindset that I'm only 20, so I still feel like a kid. Yeah, but then like, thankfully I'm still an adult. Okay. And then like, Definitely. my colleagues see me as an adult. So it was difficult to like, kind of change the way I think. Yeah. So that was one of my mm. challenges in the beginning. But, Four months in and I think I'm settling in better than I thought. Yeah. It definitely gives you a lot of good experiences and learning. Yes. It's yes. awesome. So like, would you recommend people to volunteer? Like I would think most people, right? When they want to volunteer and me included when I, all, when I had the idea of wanting to volunteer to help, right? I always thought of it of like, okay, I'm going to be, I'm going to focus on my getting a job, saving up enough money and I'm well off, I got the time now, then I volunteer, mm. which is probably the case for most people, but it doesn't tell you with the reality mm. where people need help every day. Correct. If everyone is waiting for their life to be fully settled, mm. then to help, I think it will be quite late for a lot of people mm. that need help, right? When it should be everyone trying to help in whatever way they can, right? As regularly right. and as early yeah. as they can. Yeah. yeah. So, um, what would you advise like youths like our age, right, who have ever thought of wanting to volunteer? Personally, I think you should just do it. The first time is the hardest, but for me, like 
I've wanted to volunteer since secondary school, okay. but like I wanted to go with friends. <laughs> yes, so it's like getting friends to say okay and like really like okay all the way, right? Yeah. It was very tough. Mm. So like right after poly, I'm like, okay, let's just go for it. Mm. So I started volunteering on my own. Mm. And from then, then I started meeting new people mm. and like just making new friends. Mm. And because this, all these people are also volunteering, right? So they are nice by nature. Mm. So it's, it wasn't hard to get along. Mm. Yeah. And once I went for like that very first volunteering thing that I did mm. by myself, and then it was just a, it was an easy continuation from there. Mm. So I don't feel like the scared feeling anymore. And I really think that uh, you don't have to be scared about volunteering. Like the only yeah. way to get confused is just to do it, lah, right? Yeah, just to do it. So like, like good lesson taught there. Don't wait for your friends. They take years to decide where to eat, when to eat. <laughs> just go and do it, right? Yeah, yeah. If and you want to do it, do it. That's the best yeah. way to learn, right? It's really hard, but it works. Okay. Yeah. So before anything else, before we end it, mm. like this is the thing that I'm going to do for every video, right? Mm. So. If you could travel back in time by one day right. and talk to yourself from yesterday, what is one piece of advice you would give yourself? Uh, I think I would tell myself to keep on doing what I'm doing mm -hmm. and explore everything that I want to explore at this age. Mm -hmm. And like on days that I don't have anything to do, right, then I feel very unproductive. So it's like, although I want to get, keep my days filled, mm -hmm. I also have to, like, I have to get rid of this feeling that having unproductive days are bad. Because, mm. like, I have to have, like, it's important to have rest days. Correct. So it's, I'm still struggling trying to get that into my head mm. or, like, telling myself that it's okay to have rest days. Mm. Yeah, so that's one thing I want to work on mm. and tell myself that it's, it's okay to just sleep at home for, like, one yeah. whole day or, yeah, basically... So before I end this, I'll share with you one piece of advice because I also have the same problem, right? Where like, I, I'm on MC when I was in camp or like, uh, I don't have anything on for the day, right? And at the end of the day, I realized I spent the whole day playing Diablo or I spent the whole day like watching Netflix, right? And I feel bad, right? But the thing is, again, you cannot change the past. So how Gary V does it with himself and what I've been trying to do, which is kind of working, is to own your decision. So if when you wake up in the morning, you really like, ah, I don't feel like doing anything today, right? Own it. I'm going to watch Netflix the whole day and nobody can tell me no. Right. right? I'm going to watch Netflix the whole day and then tomorrow, I'm going to do the most work I can do tomorrow. Right? And then you own both days, both the rest and the work and you feel good throughout. Oh that's, God, okay. that's been working yeah, for me yeah. so you can try that as well. And you all can try that as well. Thank you so much for that's coming cool. today. Yeah. This has been Kappa Depresso. We'll catch you in the next one. <laughs>